0: rend, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. What profit hath he that worketh in that wherein he laboreth? Where is it? Father, help us to know that you have provided a time for everything Under the heaven. And that you're in control. That you're in charge. That you are the God of all gods. That you're the Lord of all lords. And you want us as your children to follow you. Lord speak to our hearts in Jesus name. Amen. You see a little outline there. And there's the question. What does Noah's Ark and and Pants and Socks Have in common. Could anybody speak out loud? Pairs. You'd look a sight with one-legged britches. And one sock don't feel good. Many of you have heard my uh, sermon on socks. And uh, you know how easy it is to lose a sock. So recently, I, I, don't, I didn't read it in a book, but it just hit me. Why don't you get some big safety pins and hook them together? So that's what I've started doing, the big safety pin. And I pull the socks off, just hook them together, throw them in the, wa- in the waste basket, throw, throw them in the uh, laundry basket, and hey, when they come back, they come back still hooked together. You know, I think about that. Some of us, we may need safety pins, not D-pins, but safety pins, uh, to keep things where they need to be. You know, the number two in the Bible, there is many places in God's Word that makes mention of two. A pair. God made two lights. He said the brighter light to rule over the day and the lesser light to rule over over the night. And there's two tablets of stone. Remember, Moses broke one set and he had to make another set. Two fish to feed the multitudes. Where two or three gathered, he said, I promise to be in the midst. There were two thieves on the cross. You can't serve two masters. There's a two-edged sword And Jesus sent the disciples out by two. By two. So when we think about this, two ways in this weary round of life. From about noon yesterday, all the way into the afternoon, all the way into the evening, Lynn and I were together. And we saw this young couple, real young couple. They were walking in a restaurant, they were holding hands, and Lynn said, Look at that. So young. She says, Where has 50 plus years gone? Where, where did it go? Then you know, our boys are grown and gone. Grand young is growing up, getting married. Time does not wait on anybody. And I think, what have I done that's, that's going to be left here for anybody? What have I done that's going to be remembered um, for the Lord Jesus Christ? What, what have I said that maybe I should not have said? What have I done that I maybe shouldn't have done? And what can I do now with the few days or few weeks or years left here on this earth? What can I do? Um, one man said, I, "I'm doing my best to make up for lost time." Well, I don't know that you can do that because time is gone. Uh, you know, uh, the, uh, yesterday's gone. Whatever I did yesterday, it's over and done with. Tomorrow, yeah, I didn't mention me, but six o'clock in the morning, I got to be in Easley Hospital, put to sleep, and then Thursday, put to sleep again. And everybody's concerned, but that's all right. I'm looking forward. I hope to some good sleep. Uh, just don't bother me. All right. When I think about these, uh, these two ways, first of all, there are two kinds of people in the world. Um, I think we have scripture there, Matthew 25, 31 through 33. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations. All nations. And he shall separate them one from the other. As a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand. And the goats will be on the left hand. Two kinds of People are in this world. You are this morning, you and I are either a sheep or we are either a goat. Sheep being the saved folk and goats being the lost folk. And there will be one day a separation time. Just as the shepherd in those days divided the sheep from the goats, our shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, is going to divide us. Jesus said, you're either for me or you are against me. Now, who in their right mind would want to be against Jesus? I don't understand it. Adults just going, doing what they want to, as long as they want to. Step on whoever. They don't care. They don't, they're not raising their children according to the word of God. And, and one day, there's going to be a separation time. And it's not going to be good. You know we're divided now by Calvary. You either vote for it or you vote against it. Either you know we either we have responded to the love of God or we have rejected that love. People say, "Well, I don't feel love by God." Well, let me ask you a question. What what keeps your heart going? What keeps your lungs working through to oxygen? What keeps your hands and, and your arms going? What keeps your feet going? Listen, nothing can separate us from the love of God except the devil. But he can't separate God's love in us, but he'll cause us not to love God. I, I, I recently heard this, I'll not call any names, but I don't understand a person being, can, can how can you get mad at God? Listen, if he takes my, my, our sons, they belong to him. It's his business what they do. If he takes our grandbabies, if he takes our house, if he takes everything we've got, I have no right to hate God. No right. I don't care what comes. Well, there are two kinds of people in the world. you either lost or you're saved. Secondly... There's two fathers John 8:42 Jesus said unto them If God were your father you would love me For I proceeded forth and came from God Neither came I of myself but he sent me Two fathers. You know, I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for this job. I didn't ask for this responsibility. But God would not leave me alone until I gave in and said, Okay, if you want me that bad, I'll go and I'll do what I can. Someone said, I thought you retired. Or someone said, when are you going to retire? And I says, what is that? I tried it one time, it didn't work. And so, you know, I, I've had some preacher friends who have got out of the ministry. Listen, the ministry goes on forever. I may not be pestered, but it goes on forever. I'm responsible for sharing Jesus wherever I go, whenever I go. Uh, I'm not going to let nobody stop me. You may duct tape my mouth but you, and tie my hands, but I'm going to do something. I may be nothing but a grunt, but I'm going to do it for the glory of God. He's paid it all. All i got to do is respond. Two fathers. He's the creator of all people, but all people don't refer to him as their father. Uh Jesus said, My Father sent me. I'm here to do the will of my Father. Uh, well, you know, on the earthly side, I always wanted to do what Daddy said. I mean, really. Everything he said, I wanted to do it. Now, growing up, okay, in a good house, I always had plenty to eat, plenty of clothes to wear, a place to sleep. Always had all of that. But as I got older... Hey, my responsibilities didn't cease. I did not receive an allowance for keeping the grass cut, keeping killing in the box, working the garden. I didn't get any allowance money-wise, but I got all I could eat. I had clothes to wear. And my first piece of transportation, I can see it right now, it was a motorcycle. Wow. I mean, when I, all my work had to be done. And when it was done, I would say to my daddy, Daddy, is there anything else that you need me to do? No, son, you've done it all. Thank you. I got on my bike and I left just letting the wind blow. Man, I felt free, good gracious. And I felt like it was okay because I had fulfilled the responsibility that my daddy gave me to do. I want to do it this way as a pastor, as a preacher, as a Christian. I want to fulfill what my father in heaven has given me to do. Forever how long that is. Two fathers. We accept Jesus as our savior and God becomes our heavenly father. Otherwise, there's another father. And that's the devil. And he is the father of all lies. So which father do you have? Do you have the heavenly father? Or do you have the devilish father? Jesus said, uh, no man is going to come to my father unless he comes through me. He is the passageway. He is the ticket. He is the bridge from this side to the other. So in this weary world of life, as it gets, hey, you youngins, listen, you're young. You feel like, hey, I got the world by the tail. You're doing well in school. You're about to graduate. You're going on to higher learning. And a job and responsibility Then probably marriage then children and on and on and on it goes but don't leave God out there are two kinds of people lost and saved there are two fathers the father in heaven or the father that's taken a crowd to hell then there's two ways in Matthew 7 13. And 14, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. Look what that says. And few there be that find it. You see, the narrow way. The Jesus way, let me tell you something, it is a tough way. It's not an easy road to claim, hey, Jesus is my Savior, and I will go for wherever He asks me to go for Him. It is not an easy way. It is a tough way. But on the other hand, the broad way is an easy way. Because most people... Most people are going the broad way. Listen, the majority is not always right. you agree? The majority is not always right. Our oldest son wanted this, wanted that. I said, look, we, we can't do that right. Well, everybody else is doing it. I said, but that don't make it right. But if you're not happy here then, you know, you, you're free to go. So, the, the, the plan was, well, he goes through, he gets his clothes, he gets some groceries, I get at the door, I say, "Hold, oh, stop! What are you doing with that stuff? That's not yours. You didn't buy that stuff. I bought that stuff. You can go, but the stuff stays. And a man says to me, You wouldn't do your child that way, would you? I said, I'm the daddy. I'm supposed to be the man of the house. I love them. But you give them an inch, they take a mile. Okay? You have to be stout, stern, and strong, and loving. You get that? And loving. Daddy, listen to me, daddy might not always be right. But he's the daddy. I miss Good News Club. Hopefully, hopefully, by the next school term, we will be back. Hopefully. The little child says, preacher, Kenny, I want to go to church. But Mom and daddy won't take me. I said, well, baby, listen to me. You've invited Jesus into your heart. And if they won't take you, that's not your fault. But remember this. One day, you're going to have a car. You can take yourself to church. That crowd in the fifth grade that's fixing to graduate out of the good news, always tell them, listen, you know what you have gotten here. You know what you have learned here? Take it to the next school and the high school and then out into the world. Monday or Tuesday night, it doesn't matter which night it was, we stopped into skins and bought a world of hot dogs. I wish I wish I want to take him there next time he's here if there's any way to have a hot dog. We picked up a bunch of hot dogs. The lady at Skins told Lynn, said, I'll carry them out for you. She carried them out and she said, I'm only charging you for 10 hot dogs. Lynn said, I don't want you to, she said, I don't want you to say nothing. Said, you're always in here buying something for somebody and I know you're taking these to the rest home and I want to contribute. Wow. Well after we delivered the hot dogs we stopped by beef and rib. A little girl behind the counter, she says to Lynn, she said, I know you. And Lynn said, You do? She said, Yeah. And Lynn says, How do you know me? She's in the ninth grade now, fixing to go into the tent. She said, I was in your good news club. She just smiled. I was in your good news club. Now tomorrow, I will wear my jogging breeches, and I will have on my good news t-shirt. There I lay with everything right there. Somebody's going to know. Well, there's two kinds of people. There's two fathers, there's two ways, but listen to me. There's two futures. Matthew 25, verse 34 and 41. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, And who is that? Hello, come on. Sheep, us, Christians. Come, ye blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Verse 41. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, and who is that? The goats, the lost. Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Let me tell you, very simple two futures. It's either heaven or hell. I can't imagine. Those who had good intentions said, I'm, I'm going to get saved. I'm going to get baptized. I'm going to join the church. And bam, an accident. And they're instantly killed and plunged into hell. Well, we don't know that. But if they didn't accept Christ, that's where they are. Young people. Middle-aged people, old people, all are going to die and go to one or two <clears> of <throat> those places. Two futures. Last of all, there's two deaths. In Hebrews 9, 27 says, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this comes the judgment. Death is the consequences of sin. Okay? All right. We've got a person who's lived for Jesus all their entire life after they accepted Christ. They have been faithful to God all through the years. But they die. Why? Because of sin. You go all the way back into the book of Genesis 3.19. And it talks about from dust to dust. Everything that's born dies. Now, we think about that. Uh, It's hard to explain to a child, you know, why did they have to die? Not that they lived in sin, but sin is the cause of death. Because... God told Adam and Eve "said in the day that you partake of this fruit, you shall, a future word, you shall die. I have an appointment somewhere out in eternity, somewhere in this life that I am going to be pronounced dead unless Jesus soon comes. So, there's the physical death. It affects the body only, okay? It's not going to affect the soul. The soul is extracted from the body at the moment of death, the first death, okay? Death. Now back up just a moment for the Christian. Death. When when we accept Christ as our Savior, the Bible says that old nature is supposed to be dead, dead. Even though the devil wants to resurrect it every once in a while. He wants to resurrect it and let's go back to the old way. So for us as Christians, we die that one time to self. That's what Paul said. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Okay? So Christians die one time. Soul is extracted from that body. They bury the body or cremate the body or the body sometimes is lost at sea or blown into pieces in the sky. But that soul goes directly to heaven. Jesus said to the thief, Today you can be with me in paradise. Not tomorrow, not a layover, not a detour, but you can be with me today in paradise. Now, we're going to continue to exist. Every person is going to continue to exist somewhere. That lost person dies. That soul is extracted. That soul is sent to hell and the body is in the ground or the, or the ashes or whatever. But it's going to be brought back up. As the Bible said, depart from me, I never knew you. Then comes a the second death. And they're cast into the lake of fire. All physical death ends in the resurrection. When our bodies will be wherever taken and put back with that soul to go to be with Jesus forever. Revelation 20 verses 11 through 15 And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat upon it, and whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead which were judged out of the th- the, those things which were written in this book according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead, which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Revelation 19, beginning with verse 20. Is it coming up, Bern? While it's quiet, think about eternity. Somewhere, there is a heaven. There is an earth. Revelation 19, 20. And the beast was taken and with him the false prophet and wrought miracles before him with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast. That's going to be a horrible time. And them that worship his image. These both were cast into the lake of fire burning with brimstone. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse which sword proceedeth out of his mouth and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. Chapter 20 verse 1 and I saw an angel come down from heaven having the keys to the bottomless pit and a great chain was in his hand. And he laid hold on that old dragon that old serpent and that is the devil and Satan And bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. John said, and I saw thrones. is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison, and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea and they went up to the to the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and the be, beloved city and the fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them listen to verse 10 and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and they shall be tormented day and night What does it say? Forever and ever and ever and ever. If you're following Satan this morning, that's where you are headed to hell forever and ever and ever. There are no exits in hell. There are no fire extinguishers in hell. There are no rescue squads in hell. You will be there in outer darkness where the worm dieth not and where the fire does not go out. Why would you chance it? Make sure that you've accepted Christ as your Savior. That's the, listen, uh, people are getting married. They say this is the greatest decision you'll ever make. No, it isn't. Being saved is the greatest decision you'll ever make. And to me, marriage is the next big decision that you'll ever make. So, what will it be this morning? In this weary land of that we're living in, this world going around and around and spinning, what will and what can it be? What if God said, gravity lay off? We would be slung out into space somewhere. But God is in control. Father, in the name of Jesus... Thank you for the privilege this morning to call you our Father. Thank you for your precious word, Lord, that speaks for itself. Thank you for the time to share with these, our people. Bless every home, Lord. Bless every soul. Lord, help us to check up and to make sure we're right and ready. For time is at hand. In Jesus' name, amen. Whatever decision you feel like you need to make for the Lord today, Brother Dean's coming to lead us in our hymn of invitation. Uh, you need to respond to him. Don't don't hold back. Just come to the altar. I don't know what I'm coming for, but God wants me to come. Come and pray. If you want to share with me, that'll be fine too. Brother Dean, what are we singing? Only trust him. Let us stand. that Sunday she came to me and said, I've been saved. You know where that comes from? Out of our children's department with Heather leading our precious children. And Caroline invited Jesus into her heart. She wants to join the church this morning and be baptized. What's the privilege of receiving Caroline? All right. A second. Amen. I want to see your hand and your hearty amen for Caroline. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. I hope you'll be here tonight. Again, we'll meet together to share the word. What's it like to die? I want to do my best to share with you. I haven't had that experience, but my daddy did. So be here tonight, 6 o'clock. Okay? All right, somebody get those doors open back there. And uh, I don't want you running out of here. Brother Jeremy, I know he's full and raring to go. Jeremy, son, come and dismiss us this morning. And don't y'all head out of here (laughs) uh, until he gets through and the family is out there. Okay? Go
1: get one, Mama. Thank you. Thank you for that opportunity, Brother Kenny. Uh, It's it's been a long time, you know, uh, with with your children. It's different. Uh, She finally uh, asked the right questions and uh, accepted. That's the greatest text uh, I've ever had in my life. Uh, I had my boys, we were in a golf tournament uh, last Thursday, I believe it was, and we were eating at the clock in Anderson, and Brooke texted me and said, guess what, and that uh, Caroline had accepted. I mean, we've been on her for a while, so it's been kind of special. But let us dismiss y'all in prayer. Uh, Father God, thank you for the opportunity to come and worship. As I shared with the Sunday school class this morning, that... uh, We're in the minority, uh, the the true believers in Christ uh, in this country. Uh, Please be with these people uh, as the week goes on uh, for the service this afternoon. uh, And be with us as as we go out into the week and just try to be servants of Christ. Uh, In your name I pray. Amen. Amen.